All right, y'all. Welcome back. I am so excited about today's episode. My special guest, Sherry Thompson, the Hope Coach, joined me in a conversation to talk about how inner healing and emotional healing play a part in overcoming some struggles of living healthy. She shares her personal testimony of coming to the Lord, walking through her own healing, and how that is still playing a part in her own health journey. She bridges the gap in our understanding of how revisiting some past hurts and traumas can truly help us live as our healthiest selves, make our healthiest decisions, and do it all for the glory of God. I recorded this with Sherry a few weeks back, and even as I was re-listening to it just before recording this intro, I am blown away by all of the goodness and truth shared in this conversation. We talked about things like what full surrender of something in your health can actually look like and how it can impact your life and relationship with God, how your past truth is often what is making your current decisions, and how what you choose not to heal and surrender to God will always circle back around, either in you or in the generations following you. Sherry challenged us with the reality that most of us don't do the work that's required to actually heal from our past and stop letting it dictate how we live in the present, and left us with an encouragement to actually take the time and do the work and let God heal us so we can live as the healthiest version of ourselves the way he created us to live. I know you will be blessed by this conversation, and I pray the Lord uses it for his glory as you continue forward living healthy and empowered. Hey, sweet mama, welcome to Healthy and Empowered Living. Do you want to consistently make your healthiest choices so you can finally get to a weight you love? Do you find yourself up late at night searching recipes for healthier family meals or motivation to work out? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel frustrated that you can't follow through or guilty that it's taking away precious time from your kids again? Hey, I'm Lauren. I too was a mom who wanted to lose weight. I too worried that my health was taking up too much of my time and energy and wished that I could finally let go of the number on the scale and have a healthy relationship with food and exercise. I wanted confidence and freedom to love my body and food and have more energy for the things that really mattered to me. But I kept telling myself that I'd never had the discipline to consistently make healthy choices and that I'd just keep falling off the wagon until I found a little secret that helped me get to and stay at a weight I love. In this podcast, you will find all the motivation and quick tips you need to live healthy consistently through mindful eating, fitness made simple, and mindset transformation so that you will live in true confidence at a weight you love and as the mama God created you to be. So pop in those earbuds, grab your healthy snack, and let's do this. Hey, hey, mama. Welcome to another episode of the Healthy and Empowered Living Podcast. I am so excited. I have my friend Sherry on today. Um, This conversation is just going to be incredible. So we're just going to dive right in. So Sherry, can you just start off? um, Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do to help women today. Okay. Um, So I'm Sherry Thompson, better known as the Hope Coach. The Hope stands for Healing on Purpose Every Day. Um, So my assignment in the earth is to help actually men and women to um, you know, address their truth moments. And, you know, I was blessed with the gift of acronyms. So you'll hear a lot of that. Um, but their truth moments is the trauma, rape, um, spaces of feeling unloved, unlovable, your tragedy and your hurt and how that affects your decisions currently and how it kind of hinders um, your purpose in the earth. Sometimes we're held back based on our truth and not God's truth. And I didn't say, so I'm an emotional healing coach. <laughs> yes. That's yes. awesome. I love that you, you say you have the, the gift of acronyms. That's amazing. I did notice that in talking with you <laughs> that you use a lot of acronyms, but it's so helpful to remember things like that. So yes, yeah. emotional healing coach. I'm so excited about this. So tell us a little bit about, you know, 
the five minute short version of your testimony. You know, how did you come to know the Lord and where, you know, when did you start all of this um, emotional healing coaching? Okay. I think the assignment was on my life far long before my mother even gave birth to me. Um, There's a lot lot of things um, in my truth and me unpacking my truth. uh, I believe that um, God created me to be who I needed um, at many moments in my life. And so um, I am a church kid. My mom has been saved since before I was alive. And so I'm almost 51. And so um, during that time period of knowing the Lord or thinking that I knew the Lord, I think it happened in my adulthood. Um, Because, you know, as a teenager, we're, you know, or kid, we're pushed into church and that's where we're made to go um, without even realizing um, that, you know, God had a purpose for me. So now he's not just my mama's Jesus, he's my Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so that was important for me, Um, even in, in my rearing of my daughters now, like, um, just to get to know him for your, for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I have a, my story is very similar in that I grew up in the church, but you know, I, I never really understood what a, having a personal relationship with the Lord meant and that he had a unique calling on my life. And it wasn't just mm-hmm. something that I did on a Sunday morning at church or something that my parents told me I needed to do. Um, and that just really, it shifts everything. It's so, so good to be living, um, you know, in the calling and the purpose that God has for you. So thank you. For and sure. not to be locked in um, to the church of, you know, behind the four walls mm-hmm. that oh. he was, he was my Jesus outside of that as well. So it was about not religion, but relationships. So, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, uh, you know, that's a huge thing for, you know, a lot of the women listening are, are moms and to know that, you know, you as a believer are, church, you know, it's the believers that are church. It's not the four walls. It's not the building. And so, you know, you play such an intricate role in discipling your family and being that mom and, you know, reaching out to the neighbors and the people that are around you and, and the, you know, the other moms or dads at the park and, and, you know, you, you, yeah, you get to live out a purpose and a calling. I love that you said the outside the four walls of the church, because that is so, um, I I just, how God is working right now is the only way I can put it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I call it, I don't call it the pandemic. I call it the be still season um, because God was, um, you know, stilling us for a reason. It was not about our positioning, but about our posture Mm -hmm. and coming out of that church looks totally different or the, the building itself looks different and how people worship all of that looks different, which is what he was trying to push us to because Mm -hmm. Jesus wasn't just in one place. Um, he was, you know, doing what he has told us to do, compelling them to come, to come, to come anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We totally got off topic there. So we're going to jump back onto topic. So one of the, th- the things that I, I want you to share about Sherry is, you know, a couple of weeks back, um, I hosted a uh, challenge. I called the fast, the 10 day fast breakthrough challenge. And essentially I invited women into a small accountability group where we were going to fast from, you know, our one thing, the one thing that we felt like was holding us back the most in our health right now and um, what the Lord was leading us into. And we were just going to, going to invite God to work in that time as we were fasting from this thing. And we were looking for breakthrough, breakthrough in our health, breakthrough in our relationships with God, breakthrough in family and life and in whatever the Lord wanted to do. It was a very just open time. 
And um, Sherry was able to share, even in the midst of going through this um, fast fasting challenge, um, the incredible breakthrough that was happening and what the Lord was doing in her heart. So Sherry, would you just share what was the biggest takeaway or healing moment from that challenge? Um, realizing that the one thing um, that we were fasting from was connected to many things mm. um, and and not realizing that, you know, um, I said, you know, on the live that day that the enemy doesn't care if we discipline ourselves in certain areas. He really doesn't care how many areas we master as long as we don't master the area that is connected to the major shifting in our purpose, in our vision, um, how we operate, the strongholds that are in our lives. So he doesn't want us to master that. He doesn't want us to discipline ourselves over that. And so going into this, I mean, going into the challenge, um, my ask of God was different. Um, I was like, you know, God, I don't just want to do it just because, you know, I want to do it, you know, from this time period to the next time period. And oftentimes we are just trying to get <laughs> to the end of the thing. You know how we do when we go through a corporate fast. Um, but I really wanted it to be significant in my life. I wanted it to be a life sustaining shift. And so that was my ask of God. And so the Bible tells us if we ask not, you know, if we have not, it's because we have asked not. And so I asked God, you know, to help me in this space. God revealed to me the areas um, that are the root and not just the fruit. And so God just uprooted <laughs> the major thing in my life that caused me to see that my thing was, it was about the sweets. And so I was like, God, I really need to know, like, what was it that caused me to be comforted by sweets or caused me to just you gravitate towards sweets when I'm emotional, when I have a decision to make, um, when I'm depressed or when I have a loss? Like, what is that that caused me to get to that place? And when God revealed that, it was like an aha moment. Is Oprah says. <laughs> it was like an aha moment. Like it was a shifting moment for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like you kind of touched on this a little bit, but why do you think you experienced such a big breakthrough in a short amount of time? I think um, because I was intentional about it and because I was open to not knowing the answer. I was open to God giving me um, the answer to it. Oftentimes, like we're so bright and we're so intelligent. Mm -hmm. um, we think that we know. And I was just open, almost like a, you know, like a child. God, you show me you lead me, you direct me. And um, I don't think that I've ever really done it in that way before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. You simply put it. I asked God to show me because I feel like so often, you know, we try to just, like you said, Drew, we just try to push through. We try to get to the other side. We try to, you know, do X, Y, and Z so that we can have this end result, especially when we're talking about living healthy, you know, we want to lose X number of pounds and then what? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where that, that healing comes in when we can simply slow down and recognize, okay, I have maybe this unhealthy relationship, you know, with sweets, with coffee, with salty snacks, with um, exercise, you know, what, with sleep, with, you know, whatever it is, I have this unhealthy relationship. It's not a balanced thing in my life. I'm relying on it too much. I'm going to it to solve a problem that it was never meant to solve. And when we recognize that and slow down and we say, okay, God, I'm coming to you with open hands. And I'm saying, show me how, uh, how you want me to relate to this thing, how you intended 
for, you know, my life to go, um, like not revolved around this thing, not addicted to sweets, not addicted to coffee, you know, whatever it is when we can slow down and say, okay, God, I'm, I can't do this on my own. I recognize that. Where are you in this? Mm -hmm. Then absolutely. And you know, that's where breakthrough comes. And when we truly come surrendered to it and can recognize this isn't how it's how it was meant to be. Yeah. And I think a lot for a lot of us, um, especially with this, this um, particular um, challenge, um, I was open to the fact that it might not feel good. Um, oftentimes, you know, we back away from painful things. And so in order to get to the root of it, I was like, God, I'm open <laughs> for the, the, the root of it. And so oftentimes, you know, as, as mothers, like when we give birth to our beautiful babies before that process, that birthing process, like there's pain, there is laboring, there is some things that, you know, cause us to truly um, step outside of ourselves and gain a strength that we didn't even know that we had. And so in this space, like even um, I was open to telling God, like, I need you, even if it's painful, I want to get through that pain so that I can get my beauty for ashes. Mm -hmm. I need to push through um, so I can get to the next step. And so we need to go into a challenge, set up for the challenge. I think I, I told you on the um, the last live, like going into it, I think oftentimes like we are, you know, the day before, like we're just wanting to eat it, gorge or do something <laughs> Um, you know, because I'm going to be deprived of this for so long um, that, you know, we want to go in excess of it. But going into this, I was a little bit different. I was like, God, wait a minute. Like, I need to do it before I do it. I need to have the thinking. I need to think deeper about it yeah. um, going into it. And that way, you know, it, it, there's the possibilities of God just doing what he promised to do that exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, we read throughout scripture that God is after our hearts and our heart posture of living for him. He's not after what we do or what we don't do. You know, it's not behavior modification, it's heart transformation. And, and when we live from that perspective, even when we're talking about our health habits, when we live from that perspective, I'm not trying to just do these things so that I can be a better person so that I can be a better mom. Like, yes, that is going to be a result. Yes, but that's not what it's about. Ultimately, it's about where your heart is at and, uh, and walking with God through the healing and into the freedom that he truly has for you. Right. Yes, and I think you experienced that. Absolutely. And then, you know, cause I've been an emotional healing coach for many, many years. And so in this space, like it was a full surrender. It wasn't, you know, that I knew going into it, like I, you know, I help, um, you know, facilitate healing and help um, my clients or I call them partners um, in their healing, but going into it, I believe that, you know, we're never at an arrival of healing mm -hmm. ever. <laughs> um, as long as we remain in this flesh, there will always be things that come up to the surface. And so in this space, like I was going into it almost like I was my potential client, like, okay, what can I get out of this? Like, God, show me um, this space and especially the emotional part of it, because most of mine was an emotional attachment. Yeah. It was an emotional, it was a space that, you know, when I, when I went down to the root of it, it stemmed from a molestation at the age of four. And so all of those things 
I'm, you know, I'm almost 51 years old. Um, all of my decisions, all of those things were rooted in something that happened when I was four. But God is just so gracious. He is so even patient with us. Mm -hmm. He knows the timing of every bit of healing that needs to take place in our lives. And so, you know, now was the perfect time for me to go back when I was 25, I couldn't, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have had the magnitude. It wouldn't have had um, even all, I call it the ripple effect. Like it wouldn't have had the ripple effect that I can really, you know, when I present myself to a new client that I have another, you know, reservoir to tap into that I wouldn't have had prior to this challenge. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Okay. So we've kind of danced around um, like this idea that there's some inner healing that can happen. You know, we've talked about God being after our hearts. Um, I'm going to use the phrasing inner healing. Some people call it some, something different. You may, you may have other words that you use for it, Sherry, but you know, inner healing, healing from past trauma, um, past wounds, things like that. Just, you know, you may have heard the term soul wounds, yeah. things like that. Things that have happened in our past that are affecting our current choices or have kind of created this, like you, you put it, this emotional attachment to something, you know, whether it's food, whether it's sex, whether it's money, you know, whatever it is, it's our past. A lot of things that are in our past sometimes have happened that have caused this attachment. So I want to hear from your perspective. Would you speak a little bit more to what you think this inner healing journey has to do with getting healthy? Because women listening right now are like, why are we talking about this? Like, I just want to know what I need to eat or how much I need to exercise. Um, I often say um, your past truth is making your decisions for you. Oftentimes we don't think, we think that, okay, I'm over that. I'm past that. Like, you know, the divorce happened, like that was seven years ago. You know, I'm not thinking about those things, like out of sight, out of mind type of thing. And what you choose not to heal and surrender to God will always circle back around, whether it circles back around within you where you see it, or it circles back around in generations to come. Yeah. Inner healing is essential um, to our, our Christian work that God has called us to, because oftentimes if we don't see ourselves the way we see the people that we are assigned to, if we don't see ourselves in that, then there will be no real impact. And so the people that I'm called to, I'm called to the inner, the, the, the people that need to be um, the inner healing. And so I have to do the work myself in order for me to really be the mouthpiece of God. I can't, you know, stand before people and not have that personal relationship. So I had to go back. I think it's crucial. And I, I met someone a couple of months ago that said, well, I don't have any, you know, I had a perfect life. <laughs> I don't, I don't have any, you know, I don't have any trauma moments. I don't have any truth moments. And I'm like, all of us have our truth, which gets in the way of God's truth, really being the loudest in our lives. And that is because we're, we're born in sin and shaped into iniquity, right? Nothing good dwelleth in this flesh. When I would do good, evil was always present. That is what the word says. So when people say, wait a minute, like, I'm, I really don't have issues. If you dig hard enough, if you dig fast enough, you're going to find something, whether, like I said, whether that is a divorce, whether that is a rape, whether that is a disappointment, whether that is a betrayal, like all of it might look different, but there is something that caused you to not quite see yourself the way God sees you. And that's the thing that we're trying to root out. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, this plays out in, you know, we've kind of touched on it a little bit, like it plays out in your health in different eating habits and choices. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you feel like you are addicted to something like sugar or, um, even just food in general, I feel like a lot of times, you know, we, we take to extreme the idea of like sharing, we have to share a meal together and we have to, um, you know, we have to break bread together. And yes, that is scriptural, but how much is too much? And why do we rely so much on, on, um, food or why do we get obsessive about exercise and, and how do we start recognizing, um, so I guess this is, this would, this would be a question for you, Sherry, you know, how, how do we start recognizing maybe some habits around our health, you know, whether it's food related, exercise related, um, you know, sleep and busyness, stress management, um, you know, whatever it has to do with, um, with our health, how do we start recognizing maybe these habits as things that might be connected to a deeper inner healing that needs to happen? Um, what, what I did in the past was I kept a food journal as well as an activity journal. There are certain things that, you know, even like, you know, people that have migraines, cause I used to have migraines years ago as well. Like there are certain things, if you want to get to the root of something, if you find yourself obsessive about something, it's like, you know, when, when people have, um, those, you know, corrective surgeries in order to help to lose weight and all of those things, if they don't address the real issue, that is just like, just putting a bandaid on it. It's going to come right back again. And you're going to be overweight again. You're going to have the same issues. And I think that, um, God has uniquely created us so that we know when, when it doesn't feel right. We know when it is, you know, when you find yourself at a fast food restaurant at midnight and you're eating and nobody else sees the eating and you say, well, I'm not really a big eater. You're not really, cause I'm not, I, I say it all the time. Like I'm not a big eater, but I was a sweet eater. So, so <laughs> I might not be a big eater where I'm, you know, eating meals, three meals a day. I might not be that, but when something makes me feel a little um, funny, I'll be very transparent. Like when um, my mother um, got pregnant with me, um, I was number six out of seven kids and the marriage was very volatile at the time. It was chaotic. It was a lot of things that were going on. So I often say that I was born in a spirit with, I mean, with a a spirit of rejection. Like there was always, you know, the amniotic fluid because my mom really didn't want to have another baby. And it was all of those things. And so me coming out, it was almost like, it was almost like a second skin to me. And so it was, you know, a spaces that I almost second guessed myself. I think that, you know, when you find yourself gravitating towards something or doing, cause it's not just like you said, it's not all eating. Sometimes we binge and we do other things. It's the sex, it's the um, extra things that we do that's not associated with righteousness. And that's the thing, the thing that we overdo. I think God gives us directive. He tells us about gluttony. He tells us about all of those things. So all of those things are um, a, a guide to telling us, wait a minute, that might be in excess. Um, even in the word when he says it's lawful, but is it expedient, mm-hmm. Right. And so all of those things, when we study our word, I think that we'll find things that are flesh based, Mm -hmm. that are a little bit excessive. And maybe God, I need you to help me with that. Mm -hmm. Maybe God, that's unhealthy. Maybe that's unhealthy thinking. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's 
unhealthy living. Maybe that's filling my house with toxic, Mm -hmm. um, you know, toxic fumes, really, literally. Um, And that my family is not healthy because I haven't taken time to, for one, see myself the way God sees me. And all of those things that have popped up in me, cast those things down, put those things out, Mm -hmm. make sure that those things are evicted from my life. Most of us don't do that work. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I have two questions to that. Um, I think one is, you know, what role do you think that the, the feelings of guilt and shame can play in helping us identify, you know, those, those things that we do, you know, we do it behind the scenes. We sneak into the pantry, like you, your example of, you know, we drive to the fast food restaurant in the middle of the night but on the surface, we look fine, but below the surface, like we're doing the thing that we know we probably shouldn't be doing, but we're not addressing, addressing the issue. And that can start bringing in that guilt and that shame. Do you think that plays a role in helping us identify, you know, maybe those areas where God wants to do some inner healing work? Absolutely. I think that that's where the enemy works the hardest on us is that shame, that condemnation, um, and that guilt, of, you know, things that God can't love us. He can't possibly love us being heavy. He can't possibly love us being divorced. He can't possibly love us being an unwed mother. Like all of the things that the enemy um, just uses just to dig. I think it's that thing that makes you um, stuck in a period in time. Like you're constantly, it's almost like a ticker tape. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, going round and round and round and round. you find yourself thinking the same thoughts and doing the same things. And those behaviors um, really show that there is some space of unhealthiness. There is some, you know, under, under, underlying um, like trigger or something that needs to be addressed. And so guilt and shame is like, ding, 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 ding. Like you, wait a minute. Like, because he said there is no condemnation, Amen. right? And so oftentimes I think the enemy can work on us the hardest is because we don't know our word. Mm -hmm. We don't know what God says about us. Mm -hmm. And so he can use that, you know, what we've seen on TV or what we've heard from others in order to guide our lives instead of us releasing it, reading the word and say, wait a minute. He said that my value is far above rubies. That's what God said about me. He said I was fearfully and wonderfully made. That's what God said about me. And so once we know what he says, all of those other things that pop up, those are the things that we really need to, wait a minute, I need to mow this lawn and get rid of this. Because this is producing something that is not Mm -hmm. um, conducive with what God says about me. So good. Yeah. And I think to even take it one step further, you know, one thing that I feel like God is really teaching me is, is knowing my identity, knowing what he says about me, but also knowing what, knowing who God is, knowing the heart of God and who he says he is through his word, because what I've walked through, and I'll just share super quick a a testimony from even a couple of months back, you know, I was dealing with some sugar stuff again, and it's another route that God is working, you know, in me. And and like you mentioned, you know, inner healing is just this lifelong process. And he was digging up some stuff in me. And I was finding myself in that guilt and that shame cycle going, oh, I don't want to go to God with that. Like I've walked through so many times, like I can, I can take care of this myself. And when I finally was like, okay, okay, God, like I'm here, you know, the puppy dog guys like, okay, fine. I give up. And Mm -hmm. he, he just spoke the sweetest message into my heart and and just said, 
you know, you weren't coming to me because you thought I was going to be this condemning father, this father that was just unhappy and frustrated that you were dealing with this again. And in reality, I'm a God who loves you when I was waiting with arms wide open to walk through this with you, not to look down on you or see you as anything less than my daughter whom I love. And and when you can realize and replace the lies that, that you're believing about who God is with who he truly is by knowing his word and spending time with him, like that just facilitates so much healing, especially when we're talking about like our health, health stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I've said that multiple times to my daughters um, when, when they start believing something else. And I said, well, basically like if it might be a blunt thing to say, but you're basically saying, God, you're a liar. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I'm not saying, well, that's what you're saying. Because if he said this and this is what they said, then somebody's got it. Somebody is truthful and somebody's a liar. Yeah. So which is it? <laughs> and that's, you know, when you say it like that, it will <laughs> transform you like, wait a minute, hold up. I wouldn't dare say that about God. Hold up. Let me look at it. Let me exa- examine it. Let me put the magnifying glass on that thing. Cause that's not what God says. So. Yeah. Amen to that. Okay. So the last question I want to ask um, before I, I let you let you go for today is what can you tell us just briefly, like, what does it look like to walk out of these inner healing moments? Like, you know, if you want to share briefly, like what, where are you now with having gone through that fast breakthrough and, and, you know, you talked about God walking you through, um, and bringing up the connection with sweets to a past trauma. And, um, you know, what, what does that look like now for you in, in your health and in your eating of sweets or not eating of sweets? You know what I mean? Um, I think that it, you know, you're going to get me crying on here again. I think that, um, it's transformational, you know, um, in, in the word, when he says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, um, it's a transformation. Like, you know, it's like, um, I think we've limited ourselves in the thinking we, we have allowed ourselves to be capped off. Like I can't go any, any higher than that. And so now I just feel like it's limitless. Like there are so many things that I have kept me from doing or that trauma, that truth, my truth kept me from really seeing the life that God has for me and all of the the discipline and all of those things, like they have no, the, the sugar and all of those things, they have no real control over me. Mm-hmm. They have no, you know, that, that experience where, you know, I took it all the way back that did not determine my life. That day did not define me. And so oftentimes we've allowed those things to define us. And now I see like the sky's the limit. Not that I didn't believe it before. I mean, you know, I saw it before, but now it feels tangible. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like, like for real, that God has this life for me that is exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think, but it's according to the power that worketh in me. And so I had been, you know, moving on um, depleted power or I had unplugged myself. And now I feel like I'm just full of resource, Mm -hmm. um, full of the source. Um, And so I'm excited about the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And, And I think too, like, you know, when we talk about inner healing, I, I think the way that God works in healing is 
I mean, multifaceted, obviously. And I think there's those moments of, oh my gosh, I have been believing, you know, my truth. And now I'm going to adopt God's truth mm-hmm. of, you know, what that meant. And, and now I get to start changing my choices and changing my relationship with, you know, for example, sugar or whatever it is. Um, and then there's like that mind work, right. That I, I need to keep reminding myself of this. Yes. God has healed my wound, but the enemy is still going to try and make me think that I'm not healed, that Mm -hmm. I am still struggling with that, that I am, you know, still unhealed or broken or whatever it is. And it's that constant, like, okay, yes, God has healed that moment and he's brought that to me. And now I get to believe the, the, the true truth. And now I get to keep telling myself the true truth, the true mm-hmm. truth over and over again, um, because and our minds is- are unsaved. Like you said, mm-hmm. they're, they're unrenewed and they're going to keep trying to keep us mm-hmm. held captive. <laughs> and it's as simple as you could take the, the thing that keeps coming, that recurring thought, um, write it down. Mm-hmm. So you can see what God's truth says. And every time that that thing comes up, that you apply God's truth to it so that that becomes smaller and smaller. The enemy is so cunning. Like he knows, like, you know, it's like a two-sided seed. I always say like he has one side to it and then he'll flip it around. So the two things are always working together, but you know, there are times that we have to take it back just like we are kindergartners. Like, okay, wait a minute. Like I find myself, I, I keep saying that to myself. I keep saying that I'm not this, or I keep saying that I'm not that, but what does his word say about that? What does his word say? And keep going back to it as often as you need to until that thing really sticks inside of you. And then he's going to, you know, he, got, he has, the enemy has a job to do. So let him do his job. He's going to do his job. But it's my job to hide that word in my heart yeah. that I might not sin against him. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Amen yeah. to that. Uh, Sherry, this has been amazing. So tell us how can listeners get connected with you if they want to know more about you, your story, um, or how you might help them. Okay. I am on um, all the social media outlets. I'm on um, Facebook, um, Instagram. It's the Healing Station 415 on both. Um, My website is www.thehealingstation415.com. If you want to send me an email, um, find out how to connect or how I could be um, uh, your healing coach or possibly just to have a chit chat. Um, you can do that through the healing station 415 at Gmail as well. So all of them are the healing station 415. That's awesome. And you mentioned to me earlier, you have your own podcast. Yes, I do. I've been sitting still for a little bit because I relocated um, to a new city. Um, And so I've been sitting still, but I have been recording things and I just haven't put it back out there. So yeah. And that's the healing station as well. No surprise there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. I will drop all of those links in the show notes. So yeah, if you're listening to this and this is hitting hitting home for you, make sure you reach out to Sherry and have a chat with her. I know I'm going to be talking more with her. So (laughs) thank you so much, Sherry, for coming on and just sharing your wisdom and your experience and your testimony. Thank you so much. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Healthy and Empowered Living Podcast. Thanks for listening today. If you're loving what you hear, would you share this podcast with a friend? Also, it would make my day to hear from you. Will you be so kind as to head over to Apple Podcasts, rate the show, and write a short review? That helps me to know what you want to hear more of and helps more women find the show, learn, and be encouraged too. Lastly, if you're not already a part of the Joyful Health for Christian Moms Facebook community, we'd love to have you. 
We aren't meant to do this thing alone, so come find the support you need as you're living healthy and empowered.